Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Daily Thread. Today is November 23rd, Wednesday, tw- Wednesday morning, 2022. And uh, we won't waste any time cutting straight to it. Uh, around 12 o'clock our time last night, I was you know getting ready to go to sleep, and all of a sudden, my phone started getting notifications about an attack mm-hmm. that took place in, in Israel. Um, an attack that hasn't really taken place in a very long time of this nature, which was, uh, uh, you know... What came across first as a bus bombing, we later learned was an explosion at a bus stop at the entrance of Yerushalayim. Um, unfortunately, you know, a 16-year-old boy lost his life, Arya Shupak. He's from Canada. Right, and uh, a family of living in Israel at Mizpah Rimon, who's taking the bus, I guess, to Yeshiva. He was going on his way to Yeshiva. And um, several minutes later, there was another explosion in remote, um, not too far away. There was two people who were injured there lightly. Um, that that one may have been detonated by uh, security forces. I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet. But this is uh, this is what's happening. And of course, this morning in the Gaza Strip, uh, the animals over there are handing out candies and celebrating this attack. While, you know, we are here mourning the loss of yet another life, a young life, way too soon from a senseless, brutal attack, which is meant to inflict fear and terror amongst the people in Israel. A bunch of people injured. We don't know the extent of those injuries. Uh, you know, they have different categories for injuries in Israel. Then when we hear someone here is in stable condition or a critical condition, you draw conclusions. Uh, Israel, they call it either severe or light. And it means it means different things. Uh, how severe, how light, you know, what any damage done to the person. But from what I read, um, the the bombs were, were packed with nails and, Shrapnel, uh, yeah. and marbles. Uh, you know, at, and they were detonated remotely, probably yeah. by a cell phone. So that means that the person who did this is still out there. It means there's a little sophistication to it. Um, what can I say? It's a, it's a, obviously, uh, unfortunately, we're we've grown accustomed to it over the years. You know, like you said, Baruch Hashem, not not recently, uh, but um, not 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 like this. It's a it's a transitional time in Israel. You have to uh, you have to uh, uh, daven for the families, which we had in mind this morning, uh, and you have to, of course, um, hope for the recover, pray for the recovery of those who are injured. Uh, but you also have to take a step back and uh, and view in context what's going on that this happens at this point in time. Um, it looks like it was somewhat sophisticated in terms of the way the uh, the the bomb was um, was constructed. Um, so apparently the person was not a lone person who yeah. cooked it up in his kitchen, but had some what they call quote unquote professional help from the terrorist class. Uh, but you have to, like I said, you have to look at this from a, a, a political perspective. Why it happened now, and uh, from what I read this morning, essentially it happened now because Israel is politically in transition. It's 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 a it's a welcoming to the new Netanyahu government. Uh, they they the the people of Israel elected by a good margin uh, a right wing government a right a right wing government, and uh, I was just reading before I came in here today that uh, the person that uh, Netanyahu is planning on appointing as the minister in charge of the police is Itamar Ben Gvir. Oh, wow. Okay, who is very unpopular amongst the uh, Arab Arabs, yeah. uh, and uh, and about half of the Jewish population, I should say <laughs> too, and but very unpopular. Because, why are they? Why is he? Un, why is he unpopular? He's unpopular because they know that when he takes office, he's going to crack down yeah. on these types of things. Well, you know what? None of the politics, of course, justify or give any credence to an attack like this. I will, you know, turn to now a tweet, a series of tweets that I um, 
that as soon as this attack did happen, I saw it went on Twitter from Hillel Fold, um, Hillel who lost his brother Ari in a terrorist attack mm-hmm. not, not too long ago. I didn't read this. I didn't read all these yet, so I'll just read them n- now to you live. Um, he writes like this. How's your day going? Because it's 7.41 a.m. here and multiple people are waiting for a bus stop in your Shalim are now being treated in the hospital for severe injuries after an Arab terrorist detonated a bomb in their bus stop. But you won't hear about it, so I thought I should let you know. And when I read the news of the attack, I asked my wife, did you see the news? Her response was, what, another ter- another Arab terror attack? That's what we've come to, to expect another demented Palestinian trying to murder Jews every single day. I hope the new government doesn't does what it needs to do. It's sad that this even needs to be said. These were innocent Jews standing at a bus stop. They weren't soldiers. They weren't settlers. So what's your excuse now? This is cold-blooded murder, and the Arab who planted the bomb, she had the, sen- the death sentence, period. But please tell me more about the Palestinians' one piece, a state, and not just dead Jews. Blowing up a bomb, bomb in a bus stop, and an additional bomb in a bus stop in Yerushalayim, does that sound like people who, who want peace? Tell me more how we should not have a fence between us and them. And anyone who thinks that this terror is not encouraged by and incentivized, not by Hamas, but by the Palestinian Authority itself, please understand that the families of these terrorists will now be receiving a monthly salary funded by the Palestinian Authority and U.S. foreign aid. Exactly. Uh, the money comes from the U.S. and Europeans uh, largely. And uh, like I said, take a, you take a step back. During the height of the uh, crisis with the, when there was almost daily uh, terrorist uh, detonations in stores and restaurants and buses. During the Intifada. Um, yeah, going back uh, maybe, I don't six? Know, about, what was that, uh, 2006, you say? So 17 about years ago. Years. Yeah. Um, so they used to have uh, the head of the Palestinian Authority on on the news, you know, and and confront him with, uh, and he would say he condemns uh, the death or the injuring of innocent civilians. Yeah, that's a trick. That's a trick statement because, to, from an Arab perspective, there are no there innocent, are no innocent yeah. civilians They're in the state of Israel. Not that, not just a matter of all settlers. Every young man and young woman is is brought up, is is born and brought up to serve in some uh, fashion in the Israel Defense Force. If you're in Sherat Laumi, if you're a volunteer, if you're uh, uh, volunteering in a, in, a, in a home for disabled children, instead of your army service or a hostel because of your army service, or you serve in a supportive role uh, in the military, whether it's intelligence or cybersecurity, every kid born in Israel, from the perspective with the trick statement by someone like Muhammad Abbas, every kid is considered, so he could, he's very safe when he says that he condemns the, yeah. uh, the, the wounding and the deaths of innocent civilians. Doesn't mean much. I'll continue from Hillel. Let me now predict what happens next. The Arabs in Gaza will give out candies on the streets, which you see is already happening. Israel will, will retaliate, and then the Jew haters will come out to play and claim that Israel attacked Gaza for no reason. They'll quickly forget about this morning's terror. And this can't be said enough times. There's no equal sign between Arab terrorists looking to kill as many innocent Jews as possible and the Israel Defense Force that does whatever it needs to do to defend the citizens of the citizens of Israel. Stop comparing. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Palestinian terror has zero to do with aspirations for a state or with some fabricated occupation. Palestinian terror is about dead Jews. The more the merrier. They say it. It's time we start listening and believing what they say. So this, this is a challenge uh, for the new government. Uh, they want to see what the reaction is going to be. The reaction uh, up until this point with the Bennett government and with the um, LM, even Netanyahu, when he didn't have to have uh, complete such a significant 
um, religious and uh, right-wing members to push him over into a majority in the government, they try to go easy on it. They, they try to let more Palestinian workers into Israel. Sometimes when there's a, a, an event like this <clears throat> and there's a, there's a bombing like this, and they say, you know, let in more Palestinians. Maybe it'll ease up the, uh, the pressure on them because yeah. there's this fantasy uh, idea that this is uh, because uh, sometimes the Israelis play into the American uh, line of thinking that this is the result of Israel but, being an oppressor. I think we've been there and it's never happened. We, we you know, uh, Sharon gave them the entire Gush Katif, which is now a launching pad of missiles. Sure. So we, we, we've, we've been down this road and we see it didn't work. Sure. Prime Minister Omer tried to give them 97% of Judea and Samaria. Ehud Barak tried to do that. Uh, Rabin and Perez tried to do that at the Oslo Accords. They tried to give them everything. It's always been rejected because they don't want the state of Israel uh, to exist. And this is a very painful symptom of, of that, uh, that reality. Yeah. Before I finish these tweets, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by Preferred Van Services. Um, Yankee Geller, the number one choice for, for transportation. You're going, uh, you're going to the airport soon, so you're going to have to give right. Yankee a call to get, to get some travel there. But if you need a 15-passenger van, comfortable, nice air conditioning, don't call anybody else but Yankee Geller. That's preferredvanservices at gmail.com. The WhatsApp link is in the show notes in the description. I mean, it's simple as that. You don't have phone to go number, on Uber. You don't have to call. There. Yeah, your phone number is there. You could contact, contact him on WhatsApp. So get in touch with Yankee Geller for, from Preferred van services, and, um, and travel and fashion. I want to go ahead and continue um, some of these tweets here from Hillel, who obviously is writing from a very emotional side. He's someone who is a victim. He's a victim of terror. His family is a victim of terror, and he's very passionate about this, as we all should be, honestly. Um, and he continues, and if it's still not clear how cruel and inhumane the Palestinian Authority is, last night an Israeli citizen a Druze Israeli, which we're going to get to, entered a Palestinian city to fix his car. Right. He was in a car accident. In the hospital, he was abducted by Palestinian terrorists. His, his body is still being held. He passed away from a car accident. And they stole his body. The family, is saying that, the family is saying that the man was still alive and connected to a respirator when the Palestinian terrorists disconnected him. They killed him and kidnapped him right in front of his family. We're waiting for more info on the fact that he was still alive. is still unconfirmed. Whether he was still alive or dead when he was abducted, it is important that you understand that these Palestinian terrorists walk into a hospital and the Palestinian Authority, right before everyone's eyes, they stole a body. How sick can that be? This isn't human. These are animals. Well, listen, I mean, we mentioned it in a previous context a few days ago, about, uh, you know, 20 years ago, by the Oslo Accords, 1993, uh, I think it was, um, uh, they asked Mohammed Abbas again, who's serving in his, I think, 18th year, oh, yeah. four-year term, as rightfully, the, uh, rightfully elected as the head of the Palestinian Authority. They asked him, "How is he going to deal with the terrorists? How is he going to fight terror in in, yeah. in on what he calls the West Bank?" And he said, and he, he gave them all uniforms and guns, and he made them policemen. So to him, terrorism was dealt with. There are no more terrorists. But these is exactly who you're dealing with. Now, this yeah. person, whoever planted the bomb, they, they'll be tracked down and it'll be found out. I saw this morning on one of the Israeli sites that they suspect that it comes out of someone that planned it in Turkey. Because the, 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 the uh, higher-ups in Hamas, they live in Turkey where, where they're protected. Oh, wow. uh, they don't want to be in Gaza. Yeah. Life, it's dangerous in Gaza. 
They don't want to be in Janine. They don't want to be in Ramallah. It's dangerous in those places. But so they 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 live in Turkey. Uh, but uh, Israel has had better relations with uh, President Erdogan uh, of Turkey lately, late, lately. And uh, and, and have, of, of course there has to be a conversation between Prime Minister Lapid, who's still <laughs> Prime Minister, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when the actual transition takes place, but it's supposed to be soon. But this is also timed at that point where there is a transition to the new government. And again, it comes back down to uh, challenging Israel to um, challenging Israel to crack down on the Palestinians. Because, you know, um, take a, let's, look, let's look a little bit up the road uh, once Prime Minister Netanyahu gets comfortable, which should be very quickly. Um, um, he should uh, be able to re- be reaching out in, a, in very short order to the Saudis uh, and the Qataris, who we discussed yesterday, and it's the worst nightmare for the Palestinians for Israel to enter into a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia. Saudi yes. Arabia is the richest, the largest uh, Gulf uh, Arab country, and uh, they've always been the uh, supporters and the patrons of the Palestinians. But they're they're sick and tired of it because there could have been peace. Yeah, there could have been independence uh, for the Palestinians to some extent. Netanyahu always said it himself. He's not against a so-called Palestinian state, but. Um, um, we're against it because we know uh, yeah. it's not possible. Well, well, we know it's not possible. We see from uh, something like what happened this morning that it's not possible. And, and but the, the, when, when you have to understand when <laughs> when Bibi Netanyahu says a Palestinian state, he knows that the Palestinians will never agree to it. So it's safe for him because to say he's, he's not for it. he's not going to be offering any more than was offered to him in the past that was rejected. Uh, num- the number one condition of anything any entity that you want to call a state has to be demilitarized. That means no weapons. They're not going to agree to that. This just in. Lapid vows that he will find the Jerusalem terrorists. He'll bring back the Druze boy who was killed and kidnapped in Janine. So Israel is dealing with, with multiple you know terrorist situations right now. There's what happened yesterday, which is going to be the headline story of that Druze, teen, uh, that Druze boy that was kidnapped and, and you know killed. But this morning's attacks obviously you know uh, jumped to the forefront. I, we would be remiss if we did not mention the Nisan that did take place this morning in Yerushalayim. Right, yeah. um, the CCC, the CCTV footage, which we will not show, um, of the attack this morning, showed that a bus full of people who boarded the bus literally ten seconds prior, it pulled away from the station, and the the attack and, and the bomb went off. Ten seconds, ten seconds, and and um, the Daily Thread phone this morning around five a.m. received this voice note. I'll play it right here. So I'm a, a Stalin, that lives in Givatev. And this morning, I wanted to text. There was a Stalin bucker on the way to Yeshiva. And his mom is nothing happened to him. Only a small piece of metal got, um, was thrown into his hat. I'll send a video of his hat. And after davening, the boys, they made a dance. It was unbelievable. Crazy story. I'm sure you'll talk about it today in the Daily Thread. How Mamish, a minute before the bomb went off, the bus full of people left to stop. It was Mamish, Nisan for now, as I happen. This is a stolen boy who lives over here with Mamish and there are tremendous Nisim that took place. Um, uh, let me say this. Um, you, you know, uh, we're big supporters of Israel, of course. Uh, a lot of students in Israel. A lot of our people in this, from this neighborhood and other 
you know, densely populated communities around the United States and the world have girls and boys studying for the year in Eretz Yisrael. And I, I've been there when there have been terrorist attacks. Baruch Hashem, I was never really close proximity. But you know what? When you're living in Israel, when you're visiting Israel and it happens, you, you can't tell on the street that anything happened. Things are more tense. It's, too, it's, it's, desens it's desensitized. You know what? I remember when your sisters were in seminary 20 years ago, 22 years ago, when Gideon was in seminary, she used to call me up. After, and, you know, she was in a, in, in a tough year, I think. This was the height of the Intifada, one of the Intifadas, 2002. And I was always monitoring Jerusalem Post. And I mean, as a matter of routine every day, Aritz Sheva, you know, all the, all the Israeli uh, uh, news sites. And I see the second that there's a, 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 an attack. And then his sister would used to call me and say, I hear fire engines. Did anything happen? You know, she's there in her dormitory in Israel, in Yerushalayim, and they don't know what's going on. You could be sure there's people standing at bus stops right now. Well, I think that... Getting on buses and going to work and going to school and coming home and going shopping. What should they do? No, it's a good thing. It's, that's the resiliency of the... Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a side-by-side -side that there's a tragedy and people are mourning and we're hurting, but the, the, there's a resiliency, is a, is a, there's a countrywide... Re resiliency. There's a national resiliency that inspires people to 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 march on, to carry on. I hear you. Um, it's it's really it's really disturbing. Um, I'll if anybody wants to see these tweets from Hillel, they can go to Twitter and, and check out his page. But I'll just you know end off. I'll skip the last few. I was just told by a good friend that his daughter was one of the victims of this morning's attack. She's okay, thank God. But uh, these are not numbers. They are people with families. An event like this changes their lives forever. How the global press doesn't talk about this is sick. You know what scares me the most? How many normal people justify terrorism when the target is Jewish? Go read the, reply, the replies to my tweets. Tens of people justifying today's attacks. Right. Sick world we live in. That's and right. it, it's true. I mean, what happened, in, and here's a, another tweet from someone named Cassie Dillon. The funeral for 16-year-old Canadian yeshiva student Arya Shupak is taking place in Harnoff right now. He was murdered earlier today by a bomb in Jerusalem at a bus stop. Um, obviously, his Levi was attended to by many, many people. Um, and I did see that this morning some government official from Canada did they did, they did they did condemn the attack. Okay. Um, uh, the, the Americans have been silent. but of course, um, because, America has yeah. their hands full here with, with their own brand of terror. It's true. La, last <laughs> night in, in Chesapeake night. Bay, Virginia, there right. was a... An attack in a Walmart. I wouldn't call it an attack. It was a disgruntled manager of a Walmart yeah. who uh, who walked into the break room and he murdered six, six employees, employees and he injured he you know injured another four. Um, right away, it was being like deemed as a you know a mass shooter. So President Biden already made a comment this morning about that uh, uh, that those murders, saying that he needs greater gun control, which seems to be the one of the biggest puzzles. You have Governor Huckle in, in New York is always talking about gun control. Senator Schumer is always talking about gun control. President Biden, of course, is talking about gun control. But, you know, that's for law-abiding citizens. If a person is bent on doing something criminal or a person has uh, uh, murder in his... Uh, in his psyche, he wants to kill somebody for some reason. Um, what is, he's not going to pay attention to what the law is about getting a gun. Yeah, well, he's not <laughs> going to apply for a gun license and wait to be approved thirty days before he commits his crime or kills somebody. This is a criminal element that we're talking about, and this requires different approach than uh, just legislation that uh, limits the time and the background checks until you get a gun. What about guns that are that are stolen? Yeah, <laughs> well, we see that it happens all the time. Um, here's a tweet that I saw from Hadassah Eisenstark. 
you know, while candy is being distributed after Jews are murdered on the Palestinian side in Yushalayim, people are giving out drinks to those who are stuck in long traffic jams due to the roadblocks since the terrorist attack. This is who we are. This is who we want to be. And this is our moral and Israeli identity. Um, and the, the White House just a few minutes ago issued a immediate release. Um, this comes from the White House and it says as follows. This comes from Corrine Jean-Pierre. Spokesperson. We condemn unequivocally the acts of terror overnight in, in Jerusalem. The United States has offered all appropriate assistance to the government of Israel as it investigates the attack and works to being the uh, and, a, and it works to being the perpetrators. To yeah, well, they bring, had a typo. Bring, bring. Well, they had a typo in the White House in the release. They mean bring the perpetrators. Yeah, and maybe they should look that over. Yeah. Um, works yeah. to bring the perpetrators to justice. Maybe Joe. Maybe Joe himself typed this. We mourn the, report, the reported loss of life and wish a speedy recovery to the injured. The United States stands with the government and people of Israel. As President Biden emphasized during his visit to Israel in July, our commitment to, our commitment to Israel's security is ironclad and unbreakable. And to be honest, that's just some lip service right there from the United States government. Thank well, you very that's much. A, that's, that, that's an improved statement from what we generally get. From uh, but what are they going to say? What are they supposed they, to say? No, 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 You're right. No, President, that, Ab- that President Obama, Obama, Barack Obama used to say, calling for, 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 for calm on both sides. Both sides exactly. Calling for restraint. He used that's to treat right. us like fourth graders. You're right. That's right. right. So I'm listening very carefully to you reading that because I hadn't seen that before. And uh, somebody somebody who understands the dynamics of what's going on in Israel and the Palestinian conflict, someone in the White House wrote that who understands what's going on. I always think that people in the White House that, you know, yeah, maybe, went to yeshiva until 6th or 7th grade and then dropped out. So they know something. Well, someone doesn't know how to spell bring, I guess. Well, that could be <laughs> that could be from which, which news? No, it was, a, it was a screenshot of the, the release. It was a screenshot of the release. Well, they get those things out in a hurry and nobody proofreads them. You know, when, I, when you put out a newspaper, that could happen sometimes, too. That's true. That's true. I mean, here we're recording this, uh, and, you know, if anything goes wrong, you could always edit it out. Yeah. Um, obviously, this morning, Yara Lapid, he gave a, a, a statement on, on what's what going on. Well, they're going to crack. They want to crack down. I don't know who... The, the state of Israel has been dealing with terrorism since the day it was founded. Our enemies, Our enemies need... Our enemies need to know that we stand united and strong against them. We are one nation that knows how to stand together against those who seek our demise. It's like it's like copy and paste. Like we've had these same. Yes, we these had, same they know they know statements. they know where to get the statements from. But you know what? <laughs> Was it on Fiverr? Like there, there's, first there, I saw before I came in here also um, Galitzal, uh, Israel, uh, the military radio reporter said yeah. she's blaming uh, Ben Gvir for the terrorist attack ah. because they want to assert themselves. The criminals, terrorists, want to. Assert themselves and challenge Ben Gvir. Blame the victim. What are you going to do? Blame the victim. That's good. No, that's good. Blame because the victim. They, they know if Ben Gvir is going to close the territories, which has happened, which has happened. They close the territories. No workers can come in. It hurts the Palestinians. It hurts Israel. It tell hurts me. Israel yeah, but tell me. We had this discussion not too long ago. Uh, unfortunately, from a different terrorist attack where three people were killed. Yeah. And I had said on this program that what if we start playing these games that they played with us? Like, what if we start saying, hey, uh, you can't come to work today because, yeah, you guys are killing us. Yeah. I know you're going to say, well, it hurts. It hurts Israel. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt know. Israel more than having to bury a 16-year-old this morning. Absolutely. Nahi, you're not going to get me to be on a different side in this in this case. But I have to tell you about when Rabin was prime minister 20-plus years ago, uh, there was a case where um, uh, uh, an owner of a business uh, somewhere in the Shomron was murdered by one of his Palestinian workers. He was shot in the head and, okay. and killed. And the family was sitting shiva, and the government officials came to be Menachem the family, and they closed the territories down. 
and no Palestinian workers. And this family who lost their, their father and the CEO of the business um, said to the, they had a lot of Palestinian workers and they said to the, one of the ministers that came to me, Menachem Oval, can I talk to you for a minute? I know you closed the territories and we appreciate that. But could you let our workers in? Because mm. our, our factory is paralyzed. Could you let our people in? So you see, it's we, there, there's a unity and there's an anger and it's appropriate, but then it has to be uh, implemented on the ground somehow. The, the Shupak family in, in Yerushalayim, I think they live in Mitzvah Ramon is what I saw. No, did I, I'm not sure if I saw that. But the, he was in Yerushalayim. On the way uh, to yeshiva. What? On the way on to the yeshiva. Way, on the way to the yeshiva. Listen, I, 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 I don't know if you you were a baby, but uh, there, there was days when there was bus bombings of kids uh, uh, going with their backpacks to, 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 to yeshiva, to school, when buses blew up, 19 killed, 22 killed, and so on and so forth. It's it's really just uh, it's it unbelievable. Should, it, Here's shouldn't be, it shouldn't be tolerated, and hopefully with the uh, influence of someone like uh, Ben Gvir and the other members of uh, the government, especially, you know, when it hits your own people, maybe maybe it's not right, but maybe you're more sensitive. Yeah. The Nebuch, Yeshiva kid, loses his life, a 16-year-old boy loses his life. Maybe uh, some people with a little bit of influence from that community that are in the Knesset will pay some more close attention and take some some serious action, but like everything else, I hate to say this, but like everything else, you know, it's it happened right now, and our blood is boiling. I I think that it's I, gonna I, it's gonna calm down. I, that's the problem, though. The problem yeah. is that it's gonna calm down. But for that family, it'll never calm down. For those eighteen people who are injured, for it's by the way, you brought up a good point. I know in Israel, in, in America, we like to think, oh, an injury, you know, maybe a scratch and a bruise. When you're walking away from an injury at a terrorist attack where shrapnel came out, an injury could be loss of limb, an injury could be loss of mobility, it could be many things. We both know we 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 both know parents of a young lady that lost her life in the Sparrow bombing in two thousand and one. You know, remember? You know, I think you spoke to her father. Yeah, um, Arnold Roth. Roth, Arnold Roth, and uh, uh, he's in America. They lived in America. They made Aliyah in the 90s. And their daughter, Malky Roth, was lost her life yeah. in, in Sparrows, right on the corner of Jaffa Road and uh, King George Street. And it's a bakery today. It's no longer a pizza shop. Uh, but um, they, know where the, they know where the person that brought the bomb to the location is. She's living in, in Jordan. Being harbored. Uh, she's being protected by King, uh, whatever his name is, Mohammed, Abdullah. I'm not sure who the king is today. Abdullah? You just guessed those names? Uh, no, it's one of them. I know, it's Mohammed, I think. Okay. Be, you edited it out, I'm I not hope. editing. I'm not editing it no, out. We don't have enough okay. time to edit. Uh, then look up who's the king of Jordan. No, they'll, they'll uh, call us if they have an issue. <laughs> the Jordanians are going to yeah. call us? Um, anyway, uh, it's it's what? It's 22 years, and um, all, all he wants is that the, the legal process should work. They know where the murderer is. He killed an, this guy. No, it's a woman, actually. This woman, she, yeah. she killed an American. She killed many Americans. She, she killed, killed an American. She, she killed many people. <laughs> but she killed an, this American girl, and this American girl's parents are following up and not letting go. Yeah. They want her murder. over 20 years, and they haven't gotten it. They want her murder to be brought to justice, and there's no cooperation. There's no cooperation in the Bush administration. There's no cooperation in the Obama administration. They just want her to be extradited to well, the United States. Well, guess what? There's no cooperation in the Trump administration and either. The reason, that, the reason she's told that they can't cooperate is because they don't want to um, disturb. They, want, they, don't, they don't want to um, create tension in the American and U.S.-Jordanian relationship. As we wind on this episode, I'm just going to play this, uh, this segment. Rabbi Uri Pilchowski, whose eternal daughter, Naomi, was among the injured and this morning's terrorist attack was on J24 News, and this is what he had to say. 
Look, I'm not a security expert. You know, I don't know. The natural reaction as a father, yeah. I can tell you, is that I definitely want security stepped up. I don't want any other parent to experience what I had this morning. Um, and uh, and there's families that are a lot worse than me, uh, families that we saw in the hospital that are a lot worse than than us. And, uh, and unfortunately, there's a family planning a funeral now with a, a child that's only four years younger than my daughter. So, uh, so, you know, I don't want that to happen. Whatever steps have to be taken have to be taken to make sure that nobody else goes through this. Those are couldn't couldn't have been said better. Um, our our thoughts and our feelings, our prayers go out to the families who are affected by this, um, both here and th- both here and there, and and sometimes yeah. uh, you could you could misinterpret it as empty words. But when a man like that says he doesn't want to see it happen to any other family, um, there are practical steps that could be taken by the Israeli government that literally cracks down. Uh, it doesn't have to be permanently. You know, but you crack down to the point where the leadership within those communities take control of uh, these people and um, and make sure that they eliminate this type of activity going forward. Yeah, well, that's our that's our daily threat for today. Um, unfortunate news out of Israel. You know, we hope we hope Hopefully we can share news in the future. better news ahead. Um, please go ahead and like, subscribe, leave a rating on this podcast, The Daily Thread. Of course, you can sign up to The Daily Thread on WhatsApp. The, sh- the, the link is in the show notes in the description. We have a few thousand people already subscribed, seeing our news every single day. Um, and if you'd like to advertise on The Daily Thread, either on WhatsApp or on the podcast, please go ahead and message us on WhatsApp. Hit the link in the description. And of course, you can email us at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. Have an amazing day, everybody.